Welcome to Self-Styled Life, the podcast designed to support professional women to aim high in their careers and create lives that are way beyond just fine. I'm Janelle Wiesack, a certified life and style coach. I also happen to have 30 years experience and counting in the corporate world. I've learned a thing or two over the years and today I support my clients to create tailor-made self-styled lives which they do using my signature framework that intentionally combines clarity, mindset and action. In these episodes I'll be sharing the concepts, tools and techniques to help you get clear and confident about the career and life you want, dance with your self-doubt and take the next step towards your dreams and goals. These same approaches have supported my clients to create incredible change in their lives My clients have tapped into their strengths, built their self-belief, and learned to live life their way. And now, it's your turn. You deserve more than a life that's fine. You deserve true fulfillment and days that feel fabulous. You deserve your very own self-styled life. Hi, hi, fabulous humans, and welcome to another episode of the Self-Styled Life podcast with me, your host, Janelle Wiesack. Before we get into today's short, sharp coaching episode, which is very much a return to normal programming here on Self-Styled Life, I need to say thank you to all of you for all of the love you've shown the recent episodes. So many of you reached out to share how helpful you found the episode around my recent disappointment. I'm so glad that sharing my personal story was so supportive for so many of you. And then there was the Q&A session for our 50th episode. Thank you for all of the messages of congratulations and for the feedback on Scotty making his first appearance on the podcast. He was surprised about how hard it was to record an episode and I had to reflect on the fact that even though sometimes I feel like I'm the clunkiest podcaster on the planet, I've got better and better at it as I've gone along. Practice really does make a difference. And then, of course, there was the last episode with Vicky Sito from Victoria Stag. My Insta stories blew up, at least how mine would blow up, on the day I shared I was interviewing Vicky all of you were so excited about the prospect of hearing from Vicky, and she's such an inspiration. The way she thinks about work and well-being and her vulnerability about all of the things really is next level. So I was unsurprised that you all loved the actual episode so, so much. Like I said in the 50th, I wasn't sure how the podcast would go when I started it, and the fact that you're all getting so much inspiration, motivation and entertainment from it means the world for me. If you are loving self-styled life, I'd be so grateful if you could do me a huge favor and hit the subscribe or follow button on your favorite podcast player and leave a five-star review. It'll only take you a moment, but it will make it so much easier for others to find the podcast and join our little community. So there's the thank yous done and it's time for me to get into today's episode. And the genesis of this episode came from a post I shared on Insta a few weeks ago. In that post, I talked about one of the biggest mistakes I see female leaders making when it comes to their careers and particularly their leadership. And that mistake is when they fall into mothering energy with their teams. The post was super popular, so I thought I'd take a moment to expand on the tips that I shared there here on Self-Styled Life. For nurturing empathetic leaders like the sort who listen to this podcast, Mothering energy can happen with our teams without them even realising it. 
things start out innocently enough. Perhaps you take on extra tasks because you don't want your team thinking you're taking advantage of them. Or maybe you give in to that smidge of guilt you feel when it comes to delegation and hold on to certain tasks yourself. And before you know it, you're doing the workplace equivalent of planning out their daily activities, cooking dinner and picking up the dirty laundry, all while using a slightly nagging, somewhat exasperated tone of voice. And then you start to wonder why nothing seems to happen unless you're the one driving things forward. It's super frustrating for the women who find themselves here, usually because they think they're being helpful. And it's not great for your team either. The fact is that you rarely hear of anyone who wants to be mothered, in inverted commas, after they turn about, I don't know, 15, just at a guess, especially by someone in the workplace. It's pretty easy to see how this can become a really tricky leadership problem to solve once you find yourself in this mothering situation. But the good news is that you can get great results from your team without slipping into mothering energy. Hopefully these tips will help you grow your team members as you walk beside them, leading them shoulder to shoulder. And by supporting them to perform at a higher level, you'll be much more likely to meet the organisational objectives for your team. So today I'm going to expand on those tips that I shared in that Insta post so that you've got more tangible strategies to work with if you ever find yourself slipping into that mothering mode with your team. Okay, so my first tip is to make sure that you see your team as the very best they can be. I talk about this as seeing them in their highest. And I give my team members opportunities as if they're already operating at that level. It's amazing what happens for team members when they're stretched, but in a supportive way. And as much as I preach the fact that we shouldn't look for external validation, there's no denying that sometimes validation from a leader really helps a colleague take the next step. They can borrow your belief and trust while they build their own. The other benefit of seeing your team at their very, very best is that you're likely to get a snowball effect when you focus on and acknowledge their best attributes, activities and outcomes. We all know that what we focus on, we get more of. So it makes sense to focus on the good things that your team do. My second tip for you today is to make sure that you know the difference between being nice and being kind when you are coaching your team members or giving them feedback. Being nice means that you never say anything that will hurt their feelings. Being kind sometimes means pointing out really hard stuff to help them grow. The truth is, not everyone will like what you have to say in the workplace. And that's okay, because you don't need to be liked to be a good leader. I recommend you aim for being respected, and that you work to develop a reputation for being honest and transparent with your team. It's honesty and transparency that lead to trust. And let's not be honest, most staff members know when they're not doing a great job, and they also know when you're being insincere or glossing over the truth. So find a way to say the words that feels like you and say them in a way that you'd like to hear them yourself. Okay, tip three. Fairly obvious one here, but anyway, we'll go with it. Lead by example. Never forget that you set the standard every single day. 
It's good to keep the line from the leadership speech delivered by the Chief of the Army, Lieutenant General David Morrison, in mind. The standard you walk past is the standard you accept. So hold your standards, set clear expectations, help your team understand what you want and what good looks like. I always say that I don't have a crystal ball and that I'm a shocking guesser. And the thing is, I'm not alone in that. Most of us appreciate being given clear direction and boundaries, but also the support and the freedom to deliver outcomes. And this is where this tip relates back to the first tip about seeing your team members at their very best. While you should set the standard and the expectations, it's important that you let your team come up with the best way to deliver on those expectations. And spoiler alert, the way they come up with may not be your way. But one of the best ever leadership lessons that I learned from a previous leader and sponsor of mine is that outcomes are what matters and the delivery methods are way less important. This former leader of mine was excellent at giving clarity around what he wanted things to look like when we were done, but he rarely paid attention to how we got there. Uh, The best example I think I can give is emails and reports. He rarely ever changed a word in a report as long as we conveyed the message. And as long as we landed the message, he didn't feel the need to rewrite things. So you can be the same with your teams. You can set a standard and some boundaries and you can have a clear vision for outcomes. And then you can expect the clever humans in your team will deliver exactly that. Another tip in this space around setting the leadership standards is to share your vulnerabilities and be prepared to apologise to your team if you stuff something up. And because we're all human, there are times when things don't go as we intend them to. But putting your hand up when things go sideways and by talking through your intentions and the things you might do differently next time, you build an environment where others feel safe to articulate or call out when things aren't going to plan. As a leader, you can't fix what you don't know about. So your own vulnerability can help to build an ecosystem where your team are happy to bring problems to the table. All right, finally, my fourth tip. When it comes to leadership, one size does not fit all. Every single one of the humans on your team is unique. They think differently, they learn differently, and they take information in differently. And therefore, it pays to tailor your leadership to the humans you're working with. If I think of my own team, some of the humans need me to be far more directive than others. Some need more space to bounce things around and others have a very independent approach. I spend a lot of time thinking about how my team need to take on information so that they can perform at their best and reach that high point that I always see them in. One word of warning on this tip though, the one place to treat them all the same is with regard to respect flexibility and empathy towards their very important worlds that are outside work. Knowing that you have a consistent approach to things like leave, time off in lieu, office days, carers' duties and the like builds trust from your team that you don't play favourites. Now, if you already know that 2024 will be the year that you invest your energy into becoming the leader you know you're meant to be, and why wouldn't 2024 be that year – make sure you jump onto the Lead With Ease waitlist. Lead With Ease is my intimate group coaching program and this is for you if you are ready to feel confident in your unique style of leadership and create momentum in your career. 
you'll receive the best of all coaching worlds. Tailored coaching from me on the stage that you're at in your leadership journey and you'll be part of a safe and supportive coaching community. Over three months, I'll work with you to, one, understand what makes you unique as a leader, knowing what makes you tick is the starting point for elevating your leadership. Number two, feel confident about leading your team at a higher level. Number three, tap into your potential so you can grow your impact and ultimately your income. Number four, build supportive boundaries and learn how to deal with conflict when it inevitably comes up. And number five, create momentum and a plan for your career that leaves you feeling happy and excited. And there's so much more, of course, but if I kept talking about that, we'd be here all day. The big takeaway is three months, six calls and a whole stack of support is there for you if this feels right. The doors will open in February 2024. And yes, next year is just around the corner. And of course, I'll offer special bonuses for my waitlisters. So why not get yourself on there now? Head to www.JanelleWiesack to sign up. And I'd love to walk beside you on your leadership journey. Okay, team, it's time to wrap up this leadership-related episode. But before I sign off, let me do a quick recap. Slipping into mothering energy is frustrating for both you and your team. And yet, it's one of the most common mistakes I see women making in their careers. But there are things you can do to avoid that mothering energy. Tip one was to see your team at their very best. Hold them in their highest. And what you focus on, you'll get more of. Tip two is to know the difference between being nice and being kind when you are coaching your team members or delivering feedback. Being nice means you will never say anything to hurt their feelings. Being kind sometimes means pointing out really hard stuff to help your team grow. Tip three was the obvious one and it was all about leading by example every single day. Never forget that you set the standard And number four was all about leadership flexibility. Remember, when it comes to leadership, one size does not fit all. Tailor your leadership to the humans you're working with. Okay, team, that's a wrap for today. I'll be back soon with another episode of the Self-Styled Life podcast. But until then, please stay fabulous. Bye for now.